We welcome you into Eagles 360, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, along with Joe DeCamera. Eagles preparing for Carolina, another primetime game for this football team, the primetime Eagles. And on Sunday night, Joe, it's a battle against an unbeaten and are they for real Carolina Panthers team? That's the question that everybody wants to know. How good are the Eagles yeah. and are the Panthers really that good? I, I still think Carolina's a little bit of a mystery, Dave, because, you know, you look at the, the first four teams they beat this year, they weren't very good. And then last week, what seemed to be a very impressive win versus Seattle, but now there's some confusion. How good really are the Seattle Seahawks? I thought they'd be very good at the very least. I thought they'd be strong, solid, maybe not truly great like past couple of years. Carolina's got a quarterback in Cam Newton who's had an up-and-down career, but obviously a terrific defense. It's playing great defense right now. It's going to be a challenge day for the Eagles on the road versus the Carolina Panthers. But here's the good thing. Eagles are playing their best football of the year. They just come off a 20-point win versus the New York Giants. Obviously, Sam Bradford has to play better, but the defense was just electric versus New York. The pass rush was great, and you want to keep that going. Yeah, a turnaround game for the Eagles. Is this the win against the Giants that gives the Eagles that moving forward momentum, Joe, that carries them to the top of the NFC East for good. Yeah, well, they're there right now in a tie, and it's a weak division, as we know. Uh, so we'll see if the Eagles are able ultimately to sustain what they've done the last two weeks and keep it going. I think the Eagles are in pretty good shape right now, but of course, it's not about just being good or just getting to the playoffs. You want to see the Eagles really hit their stride and become a great football team, and, and I think it's fair to say, Dave, they're not quite there yet. Oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Lots to work on on this football team. The Eagles on the training field today and the coordinators meeting the media and we've got you covered here it's our eagles 360 update with alex smith hi everyone i'm alex smith and this is your 360 update the eagles have a short week of practice here at the novacare complex but they were back out on the practice field today as they get set for sunday night showdown in charlotte against the panthers today we heard from defensive coordinator bill davis and some of the defensive players about the challenges of defending the very talented cam newton I, mean, I played against him in college. He, he's a big boy, and you know I don't think you know it's going to take a few people to bring him down. You know he's just so tall, and I think 250-pound quarterback, so it's going to take a few people to bring him down. Uh, you know Cam is really uh, it does jump out at you the, the progression he's made over his career, and, and this year he's uh, he's really running the offense at a high at a high rate right now. He's a, oh man, he, he, he's a big, he's a big guy, but I, you know that's I'll take the credit from his ability. Man. He, he can throw the ball, he can run the ball. You know, he's a good quarterback. Kind of alter your rush a little bit because you don't want him to get out and beat him, beat you with his legs. And I think that's what gives a lot of teams trouble. But uh, for us, I feel like we just got to go in and just play like how we played uh, last year. Just go in relentless, make sure our rush is cohesive. We all attacking them, collapsing the pocket like what we did last week. And um, just read our keys and make sure we um, know where to be in uh, the defense we play. While on the subject of the defense, it was a good sign for Eagles fans as linebackers Kiko Alonso and Michael Kendricks were back out on the practice field. Alonzo was limited, but Kendricks was a full participant here on Wednesday. And according to safety Malcolm Jenkins, the sooner that those two can get back into the lineup, the more talented this Eagles defense will be. I mean, whenever you get players of their caliber back, it, it just makes you better. Um, you know, so, but we also had guys step in and, and play huge for us. Jordan Hicks being uh, the main one. Um, Najee came in and played well for us, and especially uh, with D'Amico, uh, I don't know what his status is, but having a tweak of his hamstring or whatever it is, to get those guys kind of back into the, the mix is obviously good for us. Sam Bradford is coming off of a three-interception game against the Giants on Monday night. 
But according to Pat Shermer, who was with Bradford during his rookie season in St. Louis, it's all part of the process as he continues to work and get back out on the field following back-to-back -back knee injuries. I saw, like I said, I saw a lot of I saw a lot of good stuff. I saw a lot of things that we didn't see earlier. There were times when he was running around in the pocket that we didn't see earlier in the game. I, I think there, you know, the obvious, you know, we had um, uh, a couple of interceptions which you you got to eliminate for whatever reason, and um, I think he will. I think he'll do that, and I think he'll continue to get better. You know, he hadn't played a lot of football in the last two years, and we're bringing him back. You know, we're fortunate enough to be winning games however we're doing it and this thing is a 16 game journey until hopefully you're in the playoffs competing to win it all and so as we go through the journey every one of us just keeps getting better. Thursday will be the final day of media availability this week and be sure to stay tuned on PhiladelphiaEagles.com as we bring you the press conferences from Chip Kelly, Sam Bradford and D'Amico Ryans. Thank you so much, Alex. I mean, Joe, look, it, it is so obvious that the talk of the town is Sam Bradford. Nine interceptions out of character for him. Still, he's completed 63% of his passes, getting the football down the field. The Eagles have won two straight games. Your read on the quarterback here. He's got to be better, Dave. He has to be better. Uh, he's been disappointing so far this year. Sam Bradford right now, I think there's accuracy issues, there's awareness issues, there's pocket presence issues. Now he's helped the Eagles get to a 3-3 three and three record from a 1-3 and three start, so that's some advancement. But it's really been more about the defense playing well, the special teams playing better. Dave, I think Sam Bradford has got to get settled down, and it's got to be driving Chip nuts. I think everybody agrees with that. Yeah. The question is, how do you do it? Well, I think Chip's right to, to leave him in there. I know there's a lot of people that, you know, talking about switching quarterbacks. I wouldn't go anywhere near that. I mean, to me, Bradford's, you get, look, you got 10 more games to make an evaluation for his future and for the franchise's future, which is obviously of paramount importance to Chip Kelly. Uh, and, and the coaching staff and the entire organization. So you got to find out what you have in Bradford, and you got to hope that he's able to play through this. But I know this, having watched the film yesterday with Jaws and NFL Films, I don't think there's anything Chip Kelly's doing that's putting Bradford in a, in a, in a tough position. He's got throws to make. They're simple throws. He's got to execute them better. He's got to play better football. And it seems to come down, as the coaches say, a lot to the mechanics yeah. of Sam Bradford, the footwork and things like that. So it is a work in progress for sure. And as Pat Shermer said, Today, it is a journey, this 16-game regular season. Well, today's show is certainly not a journey. We've got Chip Kelly coming up in a little bit. We've got a look at the NFC East. Up next, though, on Eagles 360, we are going to go a little cover, two Behind the scenes, Chris McPherson talking with some Philadelphia reporters. I'm sure Sam Bradford will come up, so stay tuned. What do they think about the Eagles and the quarterback? That's next on Eagles 360. This fall at Dunkin' Donuts, get lost in pumpkin. Pick up your favorite pumpkin-flavored beverages and baked treats like the new pumpkin cheesecake square while they're still here. America runs on Dunkin'. Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. Give me more chips, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. And that pregame sideline experience. Exactly. We're even Eagle season tickets. How do you know? 
You both have the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes, including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. Houston? Yes, Eagle One. I never go anywhere without my Baba Vita. Roger that, Eagle One. We welcome you back. It's Eagles 360, Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera. Now, Chris McPherson going head-to-head -head with a couple of Philadelphia reporters, Brandon Lee Gouton from Bleeding Green Nation, Josh Ponell from Birds 24-7. It's our cover, too. Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome to this week's edition of Cover 2 here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. In fact, we could say it's a first-place edition after the Eagles beat up on the New York Giants 27-7 on Monday Night Football and now are in sole possession of first place in the NFC East for the time being. I'm joined this week by Josh Parnell of Birds 24-7 and Brandon Lee Gowton of Bleeding Green Nation. So, gentlemen, we look at this win over the Giants. Is it a case of maybe the Eagles are better than what people expected over the last couple of weeks? Or is it the fact maybe the Giants show their true colors and are just not as good as a team as people thought? Josh, you get the stars off. Well, I think it's more of the Eagles showing their potential because, I mean, one of the biggest headlines out of the game was Sam Bradford struggles, but the defense as a whole dominated. The offensive line, I think, had an underrated game. Coming into it, the Giants only gave up three and a half yards per rush. The Eagles had 4.2. They gave him good pass protection, and that's going to be the key coming down the stretch. Obviously, you want Bradford to make strides, but if that running game can get going, that's just going to make it even easier for Bradford. So it is partially the Giants showing their true colors, but the Eagles definitely showed some of their potential. At times, Brandon, I thought it was like classic Eli. Get a little pressure on him early, and then all of a sudden, it's like things fall apart. What was your take on the game? Exactly. You know, the defense really stepped up, as Josh touched on. I think, you know, you're really confident in that unit right now. They've been playing well all season. I think that's the big reason why they are 3-3, three and three, despite a, a slow start. They played really strong. And the run game is, is that's huge. I mean, you got that run game going against the top-ranked Giants run defense. I think that's... That was a huge takeaway for me on Monday night. All right, so, General, what is your level of concern when it comes to Sam Bradford? Chip Kelly was asked on Tuesday whether or not Sam should still be the starting quarterback, and so you don't want to go down that road. He did have three interceptions, so, Brandon, I'll let you start this one off. Your take on Sam Bradford, is it a case of you got to let him work through his struggles, or is it at some point Chip's got to make a decision here? I think you have to let him work through it at this point. I mean, I, I think he's the guy. I think it's it's hard to be very confident in him right now, obviously. Second in the NFL interceptions with nine. I think you've seen a lot of throws there that you just, you know, they make you scratch your head. You know, you look at the some of those turnovers against the Giants, the one against the Saints, uh, where he throws an interception to Brandon Browner. He has Riley Cooper open. You know, things like that are just, I think it's really a shame, really, for this team because the defense is so good that if you could just get the quarterback playing well, I think, you know, this team has real potential. Josh, what's interesting about Sam Bradford is he never had these interception problems. You go back to his time in St. Louis, do you think it's just a matter of he's just acclimating to his offense and still working through the fact that he didn't play for pretty much the last two seasons? Well, early on, I was one of the big, you know, give him more time. It's a new offense. He hasn't played in a couple of years, but my level of concern isn't necessarily his play against the Giants, but I haven't seen a ton of growth from week one to week six. So that's what my concern is. You know, the interceptions, as you said, has been a problem before, but why is it happening? Why is it happening at a higher rate now? Um, that's to me, and it's not just the throws, sometimes it's the reads. You know, on the miscommunication with Riley Cooper, you could argue it was Riley Cooper's fault breaking off the route a little late, 
but he's still throwing it up in a double coverage if Riley Cooper keeps going. So to me, it's not just throws, but sometimes it's the reads as well. All right, gentlemen, Sunday Night Football. The Eagles take on the undefeated Carolina Panthers. Surprise, I guess we're saying the undefeated Panthers at this point in the season. Eagles are first place. Carolina is in first place. Josh, how do you look at the matchup? Well, I think this is a Carolina Panthers team that's overachieved. They're 5-0, and but all the teams they've beaten are below 500. When you look at them, their run game, the yards per carry is in the middle of the pack. Cam Newton's passer rating is about the league average. But what makes them stand out and why they're 5-0 and is they're tied for first in turnover differential and they're second in the NFL in opponent passer rating. So that's going to be the big key is can the Eagles defense get those turnovers as they have been recently and can Sam Bradford limit the turnovers against this uh, ball hawking defense? Brandon, it seems like a strength versus strength here. The Eagles run defense going against that Panthers rushing attack, which seemed to really get going last week against Seattle. How do you preview the matchup? Yeah, I think the Eagles match up especially well in defense. You look at this Eagles run defense, very solid this season. I think they'll be able to stop the, the Carolina rushing attack. But then the question moves to, will the Eagles be able to, to pass on Carolina's secondary? Obviously, uh, Josh Norman uh, leading all cornerbacks in the NFL with four interceptions. Panthers have a good defense, I think. Uh, one area where they might be a little weaker is the, the run defense. I think they're about something like middle of the league in uh, yards per rush attempt allowed. So maybe the, this is a game where the Eagles can take the progress they made in the run game against the Giants and try to keep that going. Brantley Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation and Josh Parnell from Burst 24-7. And I'm Chris McPherson. Thank you very much for joining us on this week's edition of Cover 2 here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, Joe, as you know, as you know, Carolina next. That means Cam Newton. That means Superman. <laughs> How do you stop Superman? I think you make him throw the ball, Dave. I think you make Cam Newton play from the pocket as much. That's what I mean when I say throw the ball. Make him play from the pocket. Cam Newton's a player when he gets going, and, and look, he can run you over. He can run over a big-time linebacker. He's that kind of physical presence. So you want to keep him contained, make him throw the ball down the field. Now, he's got a cannon of an arm. I don't think Cam Newton's the most polished quarterback. There's some people who think sometimes I'm too hard on Cam Newton. Look, he's a decent player, clearly. He's not one of the worst 10 in the league. I don't think he's one of the best 10 in the league. I think he's somewhere, you know, in that middle range. But he's got a 5-0 football team right now. And look, Dave, they had success two years ago. They're having success again right now. So from a first one, first round overall pick standpoint, you got to give him credit. He has become the face of that franchise. And right now he's got his team to a 5-0 start. And we will give you our first look at the Carolina Panthers in the morning right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. More to come, though, on Eagles 360. Chip Kelly in just a short bit of time. But when we return to Eagles 360, Joe and I talking about the NFC East. The Eagles on top looking down. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. Yo step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. 
the tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. Love the Eagles? Play the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Players must be 18 or older. Please play responsibly. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro with Joe DeCamera. Time now to talk about the state of the NFC East where one game separates the top, the Eagles, and the bottom, the Redskins. And in between, there's a whole lot of the same. Sure. Let's begin with the New York Giants, a team that came to Philadelphia on Sunday and this week hosts the Dallas Cowboys. Expected to get some of their players healthy, including Victor Cruz. I still think a team that in December will be right there at the top of the division. Uh, Dave, I think the Giants remain the, the primary foe for the Eagles to focus on. Well, look, the Eagles got to focus on themselves, but I'll focus on the fact that I think the Giants will be the main threat to the Eagles. Now, what we saw the Eagles do on Monday night was a, a fantastic performance at the link, obviously not from the, the offensive standpoint, and particularly the quarterback, but what the defense did. And a couple of things that stood out in that game. First off, the Giants, and this is when the Eagles are on the field, the Giants have no pass rush right now. They, I mean, they got no pass rush. And that right. ain't going to change. That no. isn't going to change. That is not changing. I mean, it's just, you know, they, they struggled last year other than JPP, and, uh, you know, here we go again without JPP. So they just don't have much there. I think their Russian attack's not very strong. Eli Manning last week played the kind of game that he can play, a really not good game. Other games, he, I think he's got one of the strangest careers I've ever seen a player have, Dave. I mean, a player that has twice walked off the field as Super Bowl champion and many times walked off the field with, you know, the whole world booing him. Uh, he's a very bizarre player, but he can be good. And that's, I think, the primary reason, Dave, why I think they remain the biggest threat to the Eagles. And then they host the Dallas Cowboys this week. And the Cowboys coming off of their bye week, talking a little crazy about Des Bryant getting on the field. If not Sunday, it could be happening very soon. And possibly when the Eagles go to Arlington, Texas in a few weeks, but for now, the Cowboys trying to get things right at the quarterback position with Matt Castle taking the reins from Brandon Whedon, a change at running back. The Cowboys searching, Joe, for answers with an offense that just has lost all of its punch, all of its power, all of its production. Biggest play, I think, probably for the entire season in the NFC East was when Jordan Hicks knocked out Tony Romo. It completely changed the entire complexion of the NFC East. Let me ask you a question, Dave. Giants-Cowboys this week. From an Eagles standpoint, who do you want to win that game? I will always want the Giants to beat the Cowboys. <laughs> always. Uh, it really, I think it ultimately doesn't matter because the Eagles control their own destiny. They do. I'm not really at this point matching this win, that win, that team, this team. Everything's too close. Well, to and, and I think and if the Eagles win within the division moving forward sure. here, they're going to be fine. Well, I always look at how does it affect the Eagles and, and how are things matching up? But, and I know what you mean. I mean, obviously the Eagles have you know, their own uh, fate in their own control, and that's what you want to have. And at 3-3, three and three, there's a lot of season to go. But the way I look at it is, to me, this is confounding. Because ordinarily you would want the higher-ranked team, in this case the Giants at 3-3, three and three, to lose. It benefits the Eagles. But there's something to be said for the Dallas Cowboys at 2-3 and three, and with Seattle the following week, and who knows how good Seattle is. I thought they'd be good. There's something to be said for maybe just trying to cross Dallas off the list. And I'm not saying, Dave, that's definitely going to happen if they lose this game. But you know what I'm saying? I they, just, could, they could get really I, down. I, I, Joe, I've just been through it so many times <laughs> that I just try not to pre 
predict wins and losses. There's going to be a game that you thought you were going to win that you lose. Yeah. And there are games that you think you're going to lose that you go out and win. So it's going to come down to December for the Eagles in the division. And that's why they've got to take care of business in the division. Yeah. Obviously, I, I will never root for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think that it's probably best that they lose these games now, that they should be a pretty formidable team should Des Bryant come yeah. back. Should Tony Romo come back full health? Which, which at some point, you know, Romo will come back. Yeah. That certainly will come back. It'd just be interesting how much they might be buried by that point. And they do get Randy Gregory back on defense this week. So that pass rush should be improved. Pretty good pass rush already with the return of Gregory. And, you know, they're getting some little juice up yeah. front. All right. The Washington Redskins, 2-4 and four after losing to the New York Jets. They play Tampa Bay. Chance to get something good going here. But I think in Washington, the feeling is that Kirk Cousins is just not going to get it done. Yeah, well, I will echo those sentiments. Kirk Cousins just is not going to get it done. How about that? I mean, listen, he's not good enough, Dave. It's, it's still annoying that he beat the Eagles a couple weeks ago. Look, it, it, it happens. It, it, it hurt the Eagles. We know that. That's why they're 3-3 three and three instead of 4-2. and two. I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I don't believe in Washington. They popped off a couple years ago and won the division in RG3's first year. But you look at this 15, 20-year span of time, it's just not a – if you were going to bet, it's not a team I would bet on. I, I just don't believe – Dave, that the Washington Redskins and all of a sudden done will be there. Of course, Deshaun Jackson's been out. The running game hasn't been as strong in recent weeks as it was early in the year. And they got crushed by the Jets. Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries that are really hurting both sides of the football. So the division remains the division. Everybody's jumbled in there trying to get healthy, trying to get consistent. And I think that's what it's going to come down to in the NFC East. The team that is most consistent will win this NFC East. When we return to Eagles 360, Chip Kelly in studio talking about the win over New York and the big trip to Carolina on Sunday night. When you get away from smartphones and video games and tablets, it's amazing what you can really plug into. This season, shop the brands you love, plus thousands of items on sale now. Sports Authority, all things sporting good. I got tickets, Metro tickets. You need a Metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the Metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. That makes more sense. Does the baby need a Metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. What makes a temple owl? Meet Stella. She's wise, fierce, and she's not alone. Temple University, where owls call home. We are the cherry and white. The city is our classroom, and we lead the rush hour, making our mark on every field around the world. A world without temple, well, that's like the sky without the North Star. Temple, never stopping. We welcome you to our exclusive one-on-one -on -one with head coach Chip Kelly. Sunday night is the Eagles in Carolina against the Panthers. Two straight wins for the Eagles. Coach, let's talk about this team first before we talk about Carolina. And the front seven on Sunday against New York, another strong out. We've talked about it so much. What works so well as a group to make it fit? Well, I think there's consistency in, in who's there. You know, the same guys have been there for a while. You've got 
Both our outside linebackers have been together with us for three years. So hasn't D'Amico, so hasn't Fletcher, so hasn't Benny Logan, so hasn't Cedric Thornton. So it's, it's been the same cast of characters. They've had a great understanding of what we're trying to do defensively, and they're really skilled football players. And this past defense, zero X plays allowed. I know it was a huge priority leaving 2014. Um, what's coming together with that group, which has changed a lot personnel-wise from, from last year? It really has. The only starter returning is Malcolm Jenkins, but when you add Byron Maxwell and Walter Thurman and Nolan Carroll in there, and then a guy who's not getting a lot of credit is E.J. Biggers, who's doing a really nice job for us as, as a extra defensive back that comes in, and Chris Maragos also comes in and on some of our sub-packages also. Um, that group's got a lot of continuity. I think we've got great leadership in both Malcolm and Walter Thurman, so we're getting really good safety play. They're the guys that get us aligned. They're the quarterbacks back there, um, and, and our corners are playing really consistent, and you know it's evident with Nolan having a pick six uh, the first day of his career on uh, Monday night. Kind of along those lines, you talk about the safeties, and, and Bill seems to use them in a variety of ways. Does that flexibility really allow him to do other things to, to expand the scheme? Well, that's what we want to do scheme-wise, and our, our design was to have both safeties can cover, both safeties can play deep, both safeties can play in the box, and that's what we have now with Malcolm and Walt. Both of them came into the league as corners, both very intelligent players, so they can play down on an open receiver. Uh, they can also play high because they both have great range. Brandon Graham really impactful on Sunday night against the run. Also, good pass rush. What kind of progress have you seen from him? Uh, really stepped up, um, really in a leadership role. He's done a great job, um, you know, kind of set the tone for those guys on the defensive side of the ball. We were excited to sign him back. You know, this past offseason was a great acquisition for us, you know, because he was in heading into free agency, even though he was on our team before. So to get BG back was a priority for us, and we're excited he's playing at a really high level right now. On the other side of the ball, one receiver that – not a lot of people talk about is Miles Austin. He's made some big catches. He's blocked well mm -hmm. in the run game. Talk about just the way he kind of fits into everything that you want to do, the complete package at wide receiver. Well, we knew we were going to be young in the wide out room, you know, with Huff and Nelson and Jordan. Um, so we wanted to bring in a veteran presence in there uh, to add with Riley Cooper. And I think that's what Miles done. He's been a real good mentor to those young players. But he's also, you know, played over 50 snaps on, on uh, Monday night for us. He's an outstanding blocker. He's big. He's physical. Um, he's versatile in the fact that he can pull, play in the slot and play outside uh, and had some really big catches for us on Monday night. And that's, you know, that's what we thought we were getting when we got him out of Cleveland. The running game has been productive. What are you seeing to make that all work? The offensive line has really come together right now. Um, they're executing, uh, staying on blocks, you know, getting a good push at the point of attack and um, really pleased with how they played on Monday. Cam Newton is the guy that everybody talks about in Carolina. Last year he came here, he had the ankle injury, wasn't quite there, and the Eagles really dominated that game. How's Cam played this year? What kind of role has he had in that offense? He's been outstanding. You know, he's, he's legitimate dual-threat quarterback. Uh, there's more design quarterback runs for Cam than there are for probably anybody else that will face this season. Um, and he can also beat you with his arm, as he did to Seattle late in the fourth quarter against them. So um, he can make all the throws. Uh, he's big, he's physical, he's tough to bring down. You know, we, we can generate a pass rush, but it's a little bit different generating a pass rush against him because he's a hard guy to bring down. He's, you know, he's in that Ben Roethlisberger size type where it's going to take more than one guy to get around him. So uh, it, it's going to present a good challenge to our defense. So is that message then everybody rallies to the ball in that, in it with Cam? Uh, he's got a, a favorite target, Cam, uh, in uh, Greg Olson, tight end. What kind of challenges is he in terms of what he does so well out there? Very athletic, you know, can run routes like a receiver, but he's also uh, the size of a tight end. He's in the... Jimmy Graham category in terms of he, he can be a tough matchup for you. If you put a smaller DB on him, he'll exploit it. If you put a linebacker on him, he's probably faster than him. So 
Um, it'll be interesting to see how we match up with their Craig. defense has been really good chip Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis at linebacker when you watch them play what do you see from those two guys we feel it's the best pair of linebackers we'll face um, they both are three down linebackers they don't come off the field they can run sideline to sideline they both have outstanding speed they're, they're both great at uh, key and diagnose in terms of plays um, they only need to see schemes once or twice and then they can diagnose what you're doing and then run things down um, it, it, it's a defense that plays, um, they keep everything in front of them and then they rally and they kind of force the ball to get to the linebackers and you got two linebackers that are outstanding tacklers. Good luck on Sunday night. Thank you. Brooke Montgomery. I never go anywhere without my Bobopedic. John Hill. No Bobopedic. I've just arrived in Atlanta, and I can't wait to start telling people how switching to GEICO could save them hundreds of dollars on car insurance. But first, my luggage. Ah, there it is. Uh, excuse me, sir, I think you've got the wrong bag. <laughs> Sorry, they all look alike, you know. No worries. Well, car's here. I can't save people money chatting at the baggage claim all day. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. A wave of game day excitement is rolling into Dunkin'. Taste the new Tailgater breakfast sandwich stacked with smoked sausage, fire roasted peppers, and onions. America runs on Dunkin'. Try a one-week fantasy football league on FanDuel today. Home to more winners than any other site. Go to FanDuel.com for your free account now. We are back. It's Eagles 360 Monday through Friday, 5 o'clock right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro with Joe DeCameron. Joe, the Eagles defense has carried the way. Nobody expected this through six games. that The defense would be leading the way and the offense working to catch up. In your mind, is this defense for real playoff caliber, deep playoff run caliber? Playoff caliber for sure. There's no doubt about that. The defense is playing at that kind of level. Deep playoff caliber run, really carry the entire team if the offense continues to struggle. I mean, I, you know, it's, I don't think it's a, a dominant defense. It's going to take the Eagles all the way to the Super Bowl or near there on its own. And the defense is going to need help from the offense. And that's really what was envisioned, I think, with the moves in the offseason, that there really was balance. So far, those moves have bolstered. And really, it's been a couple-year process with the defense. Remember, from a 4-3 prior regime to the 3-4 and the switch you know, two and a half years ago, they've made that transition very effectively. Fletcher Cox is the best player on the football team. He's one of the best players in all of pro football. The linebackers have been strong. The safeties have been excellent. I think the defense is really good, Dave, really good. But I wouldn't say it's completely dominant. Yeah, it's played very well through six games. What's ahead for the Eagles? Well, they've got the Carolina Panthers on Sunday night. What's ahead for you here on Eagles 360? Let's take a look. Our Amoroso's on the menu segment. We're going to have some bold predictions on Thursday from Glenn Macnow, my co-host. Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles in studio to talk about another prime timer. He loves them. 
and we go behind enemy lines to find out about the Carolina Panthers. Are they that good at 5-0? and I, I, we're going to see. Well, we are going to see, Dave. I'll I don't like to talk bad about teams because, <laughs> you know, they win. You play who's on your schedule and you win. And they showed a lot coming back to beat Seattle. Now, on that Sunday. was really impressive because, again, their first four teams they played were terrible. But, but see, what do you make of Seattle? It's weird. I, I don't know. I mean, if they're not very good, it devalues the. I think Seattle's had two long football yeah. seasons. Yeah. They've lost coaches, yeah. they've lost players. That is why it is very difficult to have a dynasty in the NFL. Your good players are going to move on in free agency. Your good coaches are going to become head coaches. I agree. I mean, then you have to replace well, them. Well, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, and we are talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1979 probably would not have won the 1979 Super Bowl if there was a salary cap in 1972 and 73 and 74 and 75. You don't get to 79. Seattle's dealing with a salary cap age of the NFL where players leave. Yeah, and that's what we're seeing with the Eagles. A lot of change this year. Take some time to build, to grow, to come together, and maybe we're seeing the Eagles get hot at just the right time. We thank you for joining us here on Eagles 360. For Joe DeCamera, I'm Dave Spadaro. Thank you so much for joining us. Have yourselves a great Eagles night.